Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. There was a lady in the Bible called Sarah. Before she, her husband met God, she was barren. So the barrenness in her life was not because of God. She was, that was her portion in life. Just like the man who was born blind. That was his portion in life. Just like the man in Lystra who was crippled from his mother's womb. That was the portion in life. There are certain conditions that are your portion but it's not a good condition and Bible says that Abraham and Sarah or Sarah could not have children Genesis chapter 11 from verse 27 Sarah could not have children before God called Abraham and then God told Abraham to leave his people is to leave his land. So Abraham was childless and then God made him landless. Hallelujah. So the childless man then became landless. So he didn't have a land. He didn't have a child. And those were the two most important things in his life and God said I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward and he said for your wife Sarah shall conceive and so God blessed him with so many things and Abraham said verse 5, chapter 15 see you have done when God told him I am your greatness and your exceeding reward he said, but you have done everything for me, but a, a foreigner will be my heir. He said, where did you hear that from? He had already done his will. He has planned his will because he was old and childless. At this time, he was about 66 and childless. So he has made his will and put Eliezer of Damascus into his will. Eliezer of, and Abraham said, Lord, what would that give me? See, see what of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. God said, who told you? Eliezer of Damascus will not be your heir. For your wife, Sarah. <laughs> Behold, the other man said, this shall not be thine heir, but that shall come, that, uh, that, but he that shall come forth out of your old bowels shall be thine heir. What does the verse 5 say? Verse 5. And he said, come, let me show you. So God said, come, let's go out. Let's go out for a walk. So God took him out and made him look at the stars. And he said, look at the towards the heavens and tell the stars if you can number them. And he said, no, I can't number them. He said, this is how your seed shall be. So, God had a word. A word that would change his, 
the word that will change his situation, his genealogy, the issue of his genealogy was the last statement the word God gave. And he brought him forth abroad and said, now look towards the heavens and tell the stars if you can number them. So he said, look at if you can number them. And he said, this is how you see. You are talking about Eliezer. This is how your descendants shall be. Everybody say, so shall thy seed be. Say it again. At that time, he's done his plan as well. His wife was barren before they met God. And many years after they had met God, God, they have obeyed God. God has given them land, prosperity, and everything. The wife was still barren. Now he was preparing his will. He's put his uh, uh, Eliezer there. God said, No, not this. I'm not even just talking about one heir. But look, so shall I see. And, and you know what Abraham did? In human terms, he foolishly believed that statement. When you are childless, how what makes you think that your seed shall be like the descendants of the so your descendants shall be like the stars uncountable so now it's up to you you can choose to believe God and even in the face of impossibility I'm talking to somebody if, even even in the face of impossibility you can choose to believe God and Bible says that that believing God was reckoned was accounted was credited to him for righteousness. Oh. And God and Abraham believed in the Lord and God accounted it to him for you know, I know this is quite interesting. God accounted. That means that maybe that's not an act but God considered that an action. He has done the right action. So it's like you haven't written the exam. You haven't written the exam. You just stayed up all night intending to write the exam. And your lecturer said, you couldn't write the exam. You don't worry. I've just considered it. I've given you 100%. There was what Abraham should have done, which was to produce a seed for the wife to conceive. You can't have a child without that. But God said, I'll consider your faith as all that that brings a child. I know some of you haven't gotten it again. Let me put it in another way. Because some of you like romance. So let me put it in a romantic language. Can I put it in a romantic language? <laughs> it says that, you know, God can do a lot of things. God, one of the things God is able to do is able to give life to the dead. And not just that, and he also calls things that be not as though they were. 
you, you. God is able to give life. So in case something is dead, it's not a problem for God. The case could have been finished and dusted, but God said that is not a problem. I can bring back the case and tell it in your favor. But one interesting thing that makes it difficult to work with God if you are not in the spirit is the way he talks. The way he talks. He calls things that be not. So now how can you reason with have a communication with somebody? He is talking about your millionaire status. Watch this. He is not saying that I'm promising you you'll be a millionaire. He's not saying I'm promising you be a great evangelist. He's not saying, no, he's not saying I'm promising you be the biggest pastor in your days. He's not saying that. He's not saying I'm promising you. When he's talking to you, he'll be talking to you as though you are Billy Graham already. At the time, you are still believing God to be able to be totally free from pornography. Yeah. You are believing God. Does that mean God endorses? Oh, you didn't understand what I mean. You are believing God to be totally free from pornography. Fornication. You are believing God because this is troubling and you are in God's presence fasting. God, I know I'm fine now. But sometimes in three months, this thing will come back. I, I have this problem. And as you are talking to God like that, he's also talking to you about you know, when you get to Russia, the crusade, uh, what, what, he's talking about things that be not. When God is dealing with you, he goes into your future, picks the facts from your future, and discuss it as though you have gotten there. So that means it requires a certain level of faith to be able to flow with God. Other than that, in the natural mind, you will look stupid in your own eyes. How can you just believe that you will be one of the princes, one of the princes in UK? No, no. People will think you have a problem. But you are authorized to believe it once you know God said it. So then, you can choose to either operate in natural realm and feel like mm, it's not possible, but let's see. Or you can switch to the supernatural realm and begin to walk in the confidence of what God is discussing with you about. I know I'm prophesying to somebody. So, to look at what happened between Abraham and God romantically, in Romans chapter 4, I mean, that's what I mean by going to the book of Romans. When you look at Romans chapter 4, verse 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Before God, New King James, in the presence of God, whom he believed, that's God, okay, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist. Not as though they will, as though they did. 
what do, what do you mean by it can't happen for you? Not when God has said it. I see your story changing radically. I see your story changing supernaturally. And look at the verse 18. Verse 18 says that who? Abraham against hope. Contrary. You, this is, there's a way you can hope this way. You know, but he contrary to hope. It will be preposterous for me to think my hair by tomorrow morning can look like this. No. It, it can, my hair can be like this. Because as for me, I know I don't have it. The point is, Abraham against hope. Because God has said this, he concluded that by tomorrow morning, his hair will be like this. Is that not foolishness? In human terms, that's foolishness. Contrary to hope, believed so that he became the father of many nations. What is the next statement? What was spoken? Do you remember that statement in Genesis 15? That was what changed his story. All he did was to believe that statement. God took him, let's go. Look at the stars. So shall thy seed be. So shall thy descendants. That's what God told him. That's all. This is how your descendants will be. And he believed that. And in, in the book of Romans, it has been referred to that he believed and became a father of many nations. According to, according as it was spoken, so shall thy seed. He became a father of many nations based on that statement. I hope you did. Uh, no, listen. He became a father of many nations not because of his relation with his wife. He became a father of many nations not because he was a man. Israel exists because Abraham believed that statement. That's all. The existence of Israel is predicated on that statement. So shall thy seed be. Five words brought Israel into existence. So Isbola cannot invalidate this. If Sarah's dead womb, Abraham's dead body couldn't stop this word, then what makes you think Palestine, Hezbollah, Iran can stop Israel from existence? Israel exists because of this statement. Can I hear you say? One more time. And these things were not written for his sake. So Bible says that, verse, eight, verse 19 says that he did not waver in faith. Bible says that being not weak in faith, he considered not now the problem was if you are believing God, how about this condition in your body? He said, I don't care. He said, I don't care. But the condition is not possible. I don't care. 
what God has said is possible. So I don't care. He wasn't weak in faith. That's why when the fasting started, I said to build your faith. Build your faith because this season, God is doing some unique transforming, destiny transformations. And so release your faith. Abraham, be not weak in faith. Be not weak in faith. He considered not his body two conditions that were challenging his belief. His body and his wife's body. Or his wife's womb. His body was dead. Not his human living was dead. His body. And then his wife's womb was dead. The womb that will carry the baby was dead. The body that will send the seed into the womb was also. So seed is not going anywhere. Like when there's train strike. You can't say I'm going by train. There's no train. So Abraham had train strike. He can't send seed to the wife's womb. Just in case he tries to use some IVF or something. When the seed arrives, it's dead. Like even when, let's say you decide to go on the train and it moves. When you get to the station, the station is locked. It's closed. Two problems. But he said, because of what God has said, body, I can't be bothered. Womb, I can't be bothered. God, I will believe. I see somebody receiving a change of status. Being not weak in faith. May that be your testimony. My sister, you are the one I'm talking to. My brother, listen. Listen. You can't afford to be weak in faith. Because where you have got into that seed, that miracle, that blessing that must show up, that result is not nice. It must be from God. So if it must be from God, then it must be faith generated. You can't grow weak in faith. These are the times you have to separate yourself from all kinds of people and friends and people who just talk and talk and talk and keep working and building your faith. A building, and when they begin to show you the negative, tell them no problem. God, what God has said is true. What God has said is true. So, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Look at the, the next verse. He did not stagger at the promise of oh, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith giving glory. Conditions conditions had not changed by was giving glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just through, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your blessings have, your blessings have been released. Your marriage has been endorsed in heaven. So shall it be. And he said that he was giving glory. He did not stagger the promise of God. In other words, you know, there are times that he feels. How many of you are believing God for something and there are times you feel down? 
there are times you feel like this thing. That's where it says, it's target not at the promise of God. Through unbelief. Unbelief will make you stumble at what God has said. Unbelief is a very costly thing. But in fact, the Bible calls it an evil heart of unbelief. We read it recently in Hebrews chapter 3 or so. An evil heart of unbelief. So unbelief is, is very bad. But Bible says that he did not stagger at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory. Look at verse 21. I'm going somewhere, I'll show you. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also... Some of you have not realized that I'm just giving you points, steps to releasing your miracle. It's all there. Number one step is you must have so shall thy seed be. There is no miracle preceded by God's word. If God's word doesn't precede it, it can't be a miracle. Because God's, God's not in it. Yeah, it might be magic or voodoo. But for it to be a miracle, there must first be, so shall that seed be. Number two, for it to be a, for, for, for a miracle to actualize, somebody must believe. Must believe what? Believe that so shall that seed be. You can't believe because you feel like it's going to work. No, 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 please, please. Don't believe because of how you feel. So sometimes you feel good. Then you feel, oh, wow, it's going to... Sometimes you feel bad. Okay, if the traffic light has not turned red before I go, that means that it's going to work. Don't be using those things. Sometimes everything around you is discouraging and you are down, but yet your faith is up. So you must believe. And some of the things you must consider when you are believing so that you can have a, um, a buffer around your faith. You need some cushions. You need some um, systems, faith supporting systems. It is based on a certain insight. What are the faith supporting systems? The faith supporting systems you know, you need to know that God is able to give life to the dead. Number two, you must also recognize that God has the propensity to call things that be not as though they were. So when he calls the things that as though they were, so as long as you are concerned, they are not. But they, so long as it's concerned, they are. So you have to shift from the human point of view to the divine point of view. That is all, that's all dealing with faith. Either than that, you hear things that will discourage you and they say, let's face, they'll tell you, let's face realities. Let's face realities. When they tell you, let's face reality, their reality is different from God's reality. Our human reality is different from God's reality. So number one, you need the social diversity. Number two, you need to believe it. Jesus said, believest thou that I, the son of man, am able to do this? Yes, Lord. Do you believe it? So number two, believe it. Number three, you have to make sure not to be weak in faith. 
faith can be strong today, tomorrow it can be weak. So put in systems that keep your faith alive. What are the systems? Your exposure, your association, who you allow to discuss that subject matter with you. Some people don't discuss that subject matter with. They don't. Because when they open their mouth, they are generators of unbelief. Like that auntie. Many aunties tend to have the negative to say. Because so long as they are concerned, you will not know. Your not having that breakthrough makes them look good. Because your mother seems to be getting it all together. Your failure is making them feel better as well. Because their child has not been able to finish uni or marry or anything. So the fact that your own didn't work, they are happy. And they will find a nice way of saying that, you know what, these things happen like that, forget it. Even if you don't get married, at least you have your house. Don't settle for less. When you have God. So, don't be weak in faith. Number four, learn to give God glory. Don't wait for the results to show up before you sing. Sing whilst the result is on the way. Gotta learn how to sing glory be to God in the when when the result hasn't come yet when you are in pain when you don't feel well when you feel weak you can still be singing the lord is my strength and my song he has become my salvation learn to sing to his glory learn to constantly give him the credit as though it has already happened There are times you feel sad because of your marital situation. It's human. It's not a sign of faithlessness. It's a sign of humanity. There are times you feel discouraged. It's not because you don't have faith. It's because you are human. But when the humanity kicks in, let spirituality override the humanity. Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Get some scriptures. Play some messages. Remember, rehearse past victories. Rehearse other people's testimonies. And remember that so shall thy seed be. And say to yourself, so shall my seed be. If God said it, so shall it be. If he said it, so shall it be. Speak faith into your life. Encourage yourself in the Lord. So that you will be strong. Give praise. And then after giving praise, don't stagger at the promise of God. Some of you, after you shared your testimony, rather things changed. Do not stagger at the promise of God. Do not stagger at the promise of God. Do not stagger at the promise of God. Stay in the territory of Abraham. Stay in the company of Abraham. Stay in the zone of Abraham. Abraham staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith giving glory steps master key steps to generating a miracle anytime look at the next verse he was so persuaded 
Now, if God said it, no problem. When the bailiffs knock at the door, he goes and opens the door. What do you want? We are coming to take some stuff. No, God said the space, so go back, shut the door. They say, okay, we are going. If God said it, you have to believe that what he has said, be persuaded that what he had promised, he is also able to perform it. That's it. Look at the next verse. And therefore, it was input. You know when you transfer input, imputed. So made that an input was made. No impact. No impact. This is input. It's like an account. God credited his account. So uh, uh, in Genesis, it says that it was accounted to him. But in Romans, it says that it okay. Which the NIV said it was credited to him as they transferred. God wired credit of righteousness into his account. What did he do? The steps I'm telling you. The steps I'm telling you. He did these steps and God said, Kai! Magadashagataya. But why are you telling us this? Pastor, why are you telling us this? Because the Bible said something in the next verse. Now, it was written... It was not written for his sake alone. Ah. So you and I. Ah. So you can also have that credit. God is doing some bank transfers. God is transferring some substances into people. We have gathered here to submit our account details. For a heavily transaction. Okay, let's look at account, let's look at the best 24 again. Now, New King James, please. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed for uh, imputed to him. Look at the next verse. Are you ready for this? But also, God is doing bank transfers. And all you got to do is to submit your account. Once you submit your account, engage in the steps, and God will credit uh, it is the credit of God in your account that gives you that kind of testimony it's even not necessarily so much a pastor's prayer that prayer if you can engage your heart and put your faith in God who answers prayers then you have changed the game and so when you submit your account and you press you press all these buttons 
Now what happens? You, when God credits your account, now when does when do you start doing the shopping with the account? Now something must show up. Account need to be credited, just like the way pregnancy happens. It's like deposit, and then nine months later, you see a human being. In the same way, God credits your account tonight. It's not tomorrow. Tonight. Why are you saying that? You, you forgot where we, we started from. He said, yeah, we are told, so shall that it be. And he believed. And it was account at the time he believed. At the time he believed, that was when the, uh, the transfer happened. God told him, so shall thy seed be. He believed it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now credit has taken place. What's next? Nine months later. Genesis chapter 21 verse 1. We are reading from verse 1 to 5. And the Lord, ah, you mean Sarah? Sarah? Excuse me. People heard that Sarah. No, no. Is Sarah also among the pregnant women? It can never happen. They said it can. Somebody said, I, if this happens, I, I will never eat again. The Lord did to Sarah. He visited Sarah as he has said, and he did. Why was it? Why is God doing all this thing? Because of the credit that has entered Abraham's account. So now God cannot rest. He has to go into action because the credit has already been taken. It's like you are expecting some company to send some staff or come and do something, and they say once you wire then everything, you know, everything will be the building will start for their business. And everything has been wired. So they start. So Abraham believed God, it was credited. So the thing hit his account, God started. So that's what necessitated this. Genesis chapter 15 verse 6 is what produced Genesis 21 verse 1. Yeah. What does 15 6 say? 15 6. And it was credited to him as righteousness. That one is what gave birth to Genesis chapter 21 verse 1. God visited Sarah as he has spoken. Look at the verse 2. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. Ah. At the set time which God has spoken to him. What? Look at the next verse. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. The next verse. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac being eight days old as God had commanded. Look at the next verse. Ha ha. And, Ab and Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto you. Let's go. Verse 6. This is where I'm looking. And Sarah said. Did you realize? Wait. Verse 1 said Sarah. Verse 2. Sarah conceived. Then brought Abraham in the picture. Verse 3. Abraham Verse 4, Abraham. Verse 5, Abraham. 
verse 6. Sarah said, God has... This one is not faith laughter. It's not faith. It was, it's a faith laughter. It's, it doesn't happen, but I still thank God. Ha ha ha. No, that's faith. You haven't seen it. This one is, it has happened, and the thing is making me, I can't stop laughing. What does verse 7 say? And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah would have given children? Ah, for I have given. Can you imagine? NIV, NIV. Who would have said? She added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? How? Yet, 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 I have borne him. I see God visiting you. I see God visiting you as you release your faith in Jesus as you put your faith in the Lord I see God turning it around for you Abraham was not weak in faith Be, verse 19 being not weak in faith he considered not his own body nor did he consider which was now dead being a hundred years old nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. But he, uh, he staggered not at the promise of God. And Bible says that he had the promise of God, but he was strong in faith. So sometimes he, go, he went for medical checkup and he said, oh Sarah, now the thing is gone. He said, nothing is, there's no point. There's no point. And he goes to people's naming ceremony and things are happening and there's no point. But anytime he felt low, this, do you know what he does? Bible says giving glory. It's always good to sometimes note in, in times like this, things that you hear God speak to you. It's called, so shall thy seed be. And it's good to note them down. It's not only the preaching, teaching you write down prophetic, personal prophetic statements. Document them. One day, many years later, you never know, your child, your, your husband, your wife, somebody will take it and say, ah, he wrote this thing down. Ah, so this is where. Then, then it, it will come across like, it wasn't for your sake you wrote it but also for that person in the time. God is putting laughter in the mouth of many years. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.